Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 25th. 19 children and two adults are dead after a shooting at a Texas elementary school. Almost a decade after Sandy Hook, survivors of mass shootings are pointing out not much has changed. The horrific details of this massacre are hard to stomach, of course. The gunman barricaded himself inside a classroom at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and killed at least 19 children and two teachers before law enforcement killed him. The Texas Department of Public Safety says all fatalities and injuries took place inside one single classroom. All victims have been identified from the school and families have been notified. As of this recording, we know the name of one fourth grade teacher who was killed and the names of five children, all of whom were just 10 years old. Authorities identified the gunman as 18-year-old Salvador Ramos from Uvalde and said that he acted alone. A state senator, Ronald Gutierrez, told CNN that Ramos bought two assault rifles on two separate dates recently, as well as hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Here's Governor Greg Abbott of Texas speaking in Uvalde today. Evil swept across Uvalde yesterday. It is intolerable and it is unacceptable for us to have in the state anybody who would kill little kids in our schools. Children are a blessing. God teaches us that. And as an example of how this political conversation around guns gets instantly injected into the overwhelming emotional moment of dealing with tragedy, at that press conference, the Democratic former Congressman Beto O'Rourke, who is running against Abbott this year in the Texas gubernatorial contest, interrupted to express his protest against Abbott's policies around gun issues over his time in office. Sit down and don't play this stuff. Shooting is right now, and you're doing nothing. No, he needs to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk this over. This is totally predictable. Sir, you're out of line. O'Rourke has accused Abbott of doing nothing to prevent incidents like this from happening. Abbott and his... Allies on stage with him clearly were pushing back on O'Rourke, saying that it was inappropriate for him to be injecting politics into this moment in Uvalde. Tuesday's massacre is the deadliest school shooting since 2012, when 20 children and six adults were killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. And according to a CNN tally, this is at least the 30th shooting at a K-12 school this year. Now, while this attack stands out in its magnitude and the fact, of course, that children were targeted here, it is also one of a growing number of massacres. So far, there have been more mass shootings in the United States than days in 2022. CNN defines a mass shooting where four or more people are injured or killed, not including the shooter. A little over a week ago, there was that racist attack at a grocery store in Buffalo that left 10 people dead. Obviously, with incidents like this, the grief, the loss, the pain is overwhelming. And yet, we immediately look to solutions to this problem. Why did this happen? How could it have been prevented? Could it have been prevented? 
And what could possibly be done by federal, state, local governments, law enforcement to prevent something like this from happening? All those questions swirl around these horrific, tragic events. Scarlett Lewis, who lost her six-year-old son at Sandy Hook Elementary, was on CNN earlier today. I mean, I had flashbacks watching the parents waiting for hours to hear whether their children were going to be found alive, hoping against hope. And it is the absolute worst. Ten years later, after having lost my six-year-old son, alongside 19 of his first grade classmates and six educators. And we've had over 350 school shootings since then. David Hogg, a gun control activist. He was at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, when a gunman killed 14 of his classmates and three staff members there in 2018. We've been debating this since I was before I was born. I was born a year after Columbine happened. And I am now here talking to you. The time for debate is over. The time for action was yesterday, and now we need to act. And of course, you no doubt remember when former Democratic Congresswoman Gabby Giffords of Arizona was critically wounded after being shot by a gunman outside a supermarket more than 10 years ago. Her husband is now a United States senator, Mark Kelly, Democrat of Arizona. And he told reporters off camera today that it's effing nuts to do nothing about this. That was his quote. But as predictable as all the questions that swirl around events like this are, so too are the answers, which are few and far between. There is no evidence in the last hours since this latest massacre of these schoolchildren in Texas that we should expect some kind of different result out of our political institutions than what we have seen before. The Senate Minority Leader, Republican Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, went to the Senate floor today to express his condolences, but did not focus at all on potential legislative solutions. Instead, he talked about, as you hear a lot of Republicans talk about in moments like this, a complete focus on trying to deal with the problem of mental illness in this country to avoid these kinds of mass shootings. Here's Senator McConnell. It appears that a deranged young man tried to murder his own grandmother, then crashed his car, and then ran into an elementary school and began killing. And because of this maniac, at least 19 of these kids never made it home. Senator Schumer, the Democratic leader from New York, he basically conceded that the votes simply aren't there to do anything about this in the United States Senate right now. So while the House Democrats have passed a couple of pieces of legislation, Senator Schumer indicated there's no reason to bring these up, perhaps for just a show vote, because the math of where the senators are and the 60 votes needed to actually pass any gun-related legislation, gun safety-related legislation, simply not there. Here was Senator Schumer. There are some who want this body to quickly vote on sensible gun safety legislation. Legislation supported by the vast majority of Americans, Democrats, Republicans, and independents alike. I'm sympathetic to that, and I believe that accountability votes are important. But sadly, this isn't a case of the American people not knowing where their senators stand. They know. Those two moderate Democratic senators that we often talk about, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, 
Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, both of them have made clear that they would like to find some way to form bipartisan consensus on some pieces of solutions here, whether like Cinema calling for red flag laws as a potential starting point to bring Democrats and Republicans together. But what Manchin and Cinema both made clear today is that they are not in favor of changing the filibuster rules in the Senate to pass something purely on a party line vote with only 50 Democratic votes. They do not believe that this is the moment, the time or the issue to jettison the filibuster, which they believe helps forge consensus, and they will not change their position against getting rid of the filibuster. That much they made clear. Again, it's hard to see on this day, the day after this horrific massacre, how the politics of this issue are shifted in any way, which could be shocking for many people to understand. But as recent history has shown us, it happens time and again. And where the country is and where elected officials are on this issue are not aligned, which makes it all the more perplexing. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.